Hi guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Heidi. And this is Betty Squared. Thank you. Welcome to, what, episode three of season three? Yes, yeah. Three, three. Three, three. I like that. (laughs) Uh, This is chapter 38, As Above, So Below. And like I normally do, I did look it up on IMDb. I know this this movie. (laughs) You do know it? I do. I've seen this movie. How exciting, because even though I don't think it really connects to this episode um I loved the premise of of the movie mm-hmm. so I think that's going to be on my to watch list yeah uh, so it's a movie that came out in 2014 so about four years ago and the synopsis is when a team of explorers venture into the catacombs that lie beneath the streets of Paris they uncover the dark secret that lies within the city of the dead mm-hmm. kind of kind of creepy yeah they be- they basically uh, go into hell. It's pretty cool because as above, oh. so below is also like a hell reference oh. and stuff like that. Yeah. And well, it's interesting. I've, I've been to Paris before and um, I desperately wanted to go on one of the tours of the catacombs because I've heard it's just incredible down there. Mm-hmm. But when I was visiting, uh, they were unfortunately doing restoration. So they're trying to sort of keep uh keep it all preserved and stuff because it is so famous and it is so you know creepy and and the like but yeah I've never unfortunately got to do it but I really do I really want to go yeah me too let me just get my you know loans and car paid off and then maybe I can consider a international (laughs) trip (laughs) yeah right oh my gosh oh goodness me (laughs) but so this first uh, the first couple of minutes of this episode, I actually missed. And when I rewatched it before we recorded today, uh, I nearly died. So what happened was um, I couldn't find the channel on the TV, on the cable box. I kept looking and looking and looking and I couldn't find it. Meanwhile, the time is ticking past. I'm like, oh my God. And I was freaking out. My husband was trying to help me. And then our roommate came in. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, a rabbit hole started and I can't find the the channel. And she like in one flick was like, here it is. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. Everybody get out. I'm watching this. (laughs) But I'm very demanding when it comes to Riverdale, but I did miss the first couple of minutes. So when I went back to rewatch this episode, I actually paused for a minute. I'm like, wait, I don't remember any of this happening. Mm oh my God, have I like missed a week and like another episode's come out and I just haven't even realized. And then I realized, no, 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 no. This is those minutes that I missed because in truth, I only missed probably about three minutes and I didn't think anything really that important would have been missed. Like I I just assumed that they would recap the episode and we'd go from there. So when this episode started, and Alice and FP are in bed together, I was like, what the fuck is this? What is going on? How did I miss this? And then I was like, oh, yep. That was when I, uh, that was when I uh, was freaking out because I couldn't find the channel. <laughs> yeah. And Riverdale, it does that a lot. It does. Um, it likes this style, like format of episode where in the very first few minutes, they're like, boom, 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 boom. And like hit you with like, a couple different things that are like new or different or um, continuing like Archie's, but um, they do that a lot of the time where it's like, if you miss the first few minutes, you might be missing something important. Right. 
Right. I know it's, it's crazy and I'll never do it again. And I now know what channel it is on our cable box. So yeah, I just, I was freaking out. Like you've never <laughs> seen anybody panic. I was like, I'm missing Riverdale. Like this is not allowed. Um, but yeah, I, in all honesty, thought I hadn't missed anything. So I'm glad I went back and rewatched it because I truly w- would have been lost. If you had been like, oh, how about Alice and FP sleeping together? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I don't remember that. So yeah, I'm glad I went back. Um, what I did write down about the whole thing is that what is with FP's weird bean tattoo? Looks like a little bean. Maybe jelly bean? Oh. Because his daughter's named Jellybean? True. That would... All right. I'm curious then what his tattoo for Jughead would be. But are we are we going with this is something for the show or are we going with the fact that Skeet Ulrich has a tattoo and it just happened to be seen in this episode? Um, If, if that's Skeet Ulrich's tattoo, I guess that's interesting. And they would probably not cover it up because they're like, well, he has another tattoo anyway and he's this you know hardcore guy and that could be a jelly bean like so why not I don't know so the question is intentional or not but who knows it works either way it doesn't like it it like tracks a little bit I'm having a look right now to see if he in fact does have tattoos or not and so you're just finding an excuse to look up shirtless pictures of Skeet Ulrich Do you know what? I've never Googled him and I'm so glad I just did because damn, there are some sexy ass photos. There's one of him like, I don't know, in a pool or something with no shirt on. Oh, Oh, it's just gorgeous. And then there's one where he's like hanging on a hammock and he looks so good. Okay, wait, no, I was looking about tattoos. All right, let me click on something here. Uh, Let's have a look. He was born in 1970. That's great. He lives in Los Angeles. Great. Uh, Good Lord, this website is like Stalker City. This like says like what his net worth is, his salary, relationship status, what type of cars he has. Like, wow, this is... This is a a, a lot. Um, um, I'm also that. now googling him, and they have a picture of Cole Sprouse on like if you just Google it, like image search, and then right next to it is a picture of Skeet Ulrich when he was in Scream, and I was like, oh shoot, he really does look like him. Like that's pretty. That's, yeah. Like they look alike anyway, but like seeing those pictures, it's like oh yeah, yep, that's a okay. similar face. I'm still looking. It's something about 20 of the 35 craziest tattoos. So I'm guessing that I don't think something, but I don't know. No, I don't see it because it was on his arm, right? It was on his. No, on his chest. It was on his chest? No, he definitely doesn't have it then. So, okay. So then maybe we do have to think, oh, this is. this is Jelly Bean. This is part of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Some of these, oh my God, some of these celebrity tattoos. Yeah. I'm just on Tumblr.com. 
and some of these tattoos that some of these celebrities have like no no don't do this to your body some of these are just terrible <laughs> oh my god zach efron has one on his hand that says yolo yes really? yeah. No, Zach Efron, you're too smart for that. I can't believe you didn't know that one. Um, we're digressing pretty far. <laughs> what did you say? We're digressing pretty far now. <laughs> we are. This is what happens when you start Googling something. You fall into a hole. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this was just me, but the FP and Alice cut that went to, like of them in bed that went directly to Betty and Jughead was gross. Like, was super oh gross. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really didn't like it. It made me feel really, really uncomfortable. It was like, oh God, it's like them as grown ups mm-hmm. and them as children, but it's not. It's like it's their parents. the mom and the dad are having sex and the kids are having sex, even though they're not, you know, the same family or anything, and there's nothing wrong with that. It, yeah, it really didn't make feel, me feel good either. Yeah, it was weird. There was an ick factor to that. What is your next note? My, <laughs> my next note is cult! <laughs> like, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Is the farm cult, like, does it equal ga- the gargoyle king, the griffins and gargoyle thing? Um, I think it's separate. Well, and this was funny that I thought of this. Like, that was just, like, my thought as they're talking about it. And then literally, like, three minutes later, Betty's like, they're connected. (laughs) Right. And just like, ah, Betty, yep, I'm a Betty. We are on the same wavelength. Um, But once they said it in the show, I was like, oh, no, they're not connected. Because I I don't think. Since the show said it, I was like, oh, no, it's not true then. (laughs) Right. I think it would be a really big stretch if they were connected. I think that's what we were meant to believe initially um but I think the fact that like what's the cult daughter's name Evelyn yes yeah you know how she's like oh the first time we heard about uh gargoyles and whatever was from uh, was from your mom yeah so that immediately yeah no immediately makes me think that they are not connected yeah totally the that these weird Things are just happening simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. And it's a creepy coincidence. What about you? What's your next note? Uh, Okay, so it was pretty much on – it was a similar comment to you talking about um, how gross it was that Alice and FP were in bed and then it cut to Betty and Jughead in bed. And I know they they talked about, um, oh, do you think it's weird that we're like – uh, shacking up here in um, Doily's uh, bunker. Mm-hmm. They've clearly just had sex. They've all been intimate in some capacity. It's weird that they would want to sleep in that bed that I'm sure those sheets are not clean. God knows where that bed came from. And it's creepy as fuck in there. Why are they bothering to shack up there? Well... First of all, they're teenagers, <laughs> so I don't think they care about any of those things. Um, yeah. Decision making—it's not—it's not fully uh, fully formed yet in their in their brains. Um, it's okay, um, but 
I think that's mostly why. And then two, they said it that they that their parents are acting like all crazy and they don't have any time alone together. So I think that's probably why. I'm sure there's some sort of knowing Dilton Doily. There's probably some sort of lock on his um, on his little bunker's door. So I'm sure they can yeah, just lock themselves away. That's not the point. Those sheets aren't clean. Where did that bed come from? They don't care. <laughs> so don't it care. Worse. And it like I was like Betty, you are better than that. You don't need to do that kind of shit. But yeah, it uh, it grossed me out. I didn't like it. So I made that was <laughs> that was my next note. Well, but, maybe uh, Betty brought her own sheets. She didn't though. She didn't. <laughs> We know that if she did, Alice would have been like, where are you taking those sheets? What are you doing? Where are you going? Blah, blah, blah. Edgar, Edgar, Edgar. You know? <laughs> They're just doing it in these dirty sheets that have been down there on that bed for God knows how long. And, oh, no, 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 no. It just, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And I was like, no, Betty, you would not do that. Don't do that again. And then they kept being there. And I was like, stop. <laughs> Stop it! It really affected me. I can tell. But uh, <laughs> my next note after that was another one where I like had to suspend disbelief, and I was watching this episode with my husband, and he even said it. He goes, "What the hell is that?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he was referring to the scene where um, uh, Veronica is like getting ready to open up the speakeasy. She's like, he's like, wait, is that meant to be underneath Pops? And I said, yeah. He goes, you're telling me that they have a basement that big just sitting down there? And I was like, honey, it's Riverdale. You just have to suspend disbelief and just go with it. But truly, though, that basement's huge. Well, didn't and- he say it used to be a speakeasy? Yeah, back in, you know, the 20s or whenever. Yeah. But- really though i don't know no a lot of places were built especially during prohibition uh this bullshit american shit um the place was probably built specifically to have the speakeasy so it was intended to be a speakeasy before like more than a diner like the diner's just a front um but you'll find places in the south that have um hidden things for uh the um, underground rail, like the railroad and things like that. And, um, and yeah, yeah, it's just, I think it was there first. Okay. Well then that, that probably just is an ignorance thing then that, you know, my husband and I are both Australian, so we don't have that kind of knowledge of history because that was something that I don't believe Australia had, right? I doubt it. Yeah. Prohibition was when they outlawed alcohol. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think that was just a U.S. thing. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, it, it had to have been. Yeah, we're the only but country again, stupid enough. <laughs> I was kind of like the same way when I was looking at it after he made the comment. I was like, actually, do you know what? That is bullshit. I am calling bullshit on that. Really? Like all of this is just under there. Like, surely it would have been filled in. But again you extend your disbelief with Riverdale in some regards. And then that obviously makes sense that if, if this place was built as a speakeasy and then the diner was put on top and, you know, it's just sort of sat dormant down there for a really long time, then okay, that makes it more believable. But that's just from, from ignorance that my husband and I thought 
it was a bit of a stretch. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that though. Um, my next, my next note is yes, let Kevin sing. <laughs> when Veronica said that he could be the MC, and he's like, only if I can sing sometimes. I was like, yes. Yeah. We haven't gotten the full thing of him singing, and I want it. Right, and he is a brilliant singer. We commented on that even on the musical episode, but I'm confused why that was there. It sort of caught me off guard. I was like, what a weird thing to say, and then, like, we don't see him sing this episode. I think maybe just to prep us for, for when he does at some Something point. coming. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, even if, like, the next episode we see him singing in there and this conversation had not happened, I wouldn't think that's weird. No, I wouldn't either. It was, it, yeah. it was a weird, like, not foreshadowing. It was like a it was like a setup for something that's going to come later, and it was weird. I just thought it was kind of bad writing. Hmm. It didn't really bother me, but I could see that. But I am excited to hear him sing because yeah. his voice was amazing yeah you know when I both commented when we watched the Carrie episode that we were like holy crap like his voice just came out of nowhere and you know we've heard the others sing before and you know they're they're reasonably good singers they can hold a tune and everything like that but Kevin has that vibrato Kevin has that real like Broadway yeah sound. I mean because I, I don't remember if you knew who his brother was but Casey Cott is his brother and I had made that connection right, I, earlier on so it makes sense. Yeah, I feel like I, their whole family was probably like trained or all into like theater. Exactly. 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 But wow, what a successful family. Yeah. Geez, you know, um, Casey and Riverdale and Corey on Broadway. They're, they're doing real good for themselves. Those guys. <laughs> I wonder if my parents had pushed me more, if I would also be in that caliber. Who knows? Oh man. We'll see. <laughs> Um, this is the second time and in a row, actually, where a character has said the name of the episode. Yeah, it totally was. You know, you commented it on that last week mm -hmm. and I straight away noticed it when Penny said it, when she was kind of, you know, very half-heartedly offering protection but basically wanting money um she she made a very literal comment about you know as above so below mm -hmm. meaning you know, we'll look after pops and we'll look after the speakeasy because one is on top of the other mm -hmm. um I didn't like it in this capacity I felt like they were going for that oh you look there's the character saying the title of the episode name ah that's so awesome I felt like it was pushed this episode whereas last episode I felt like it was organic yeah it was weird this time because I think too that since it was the second time in a row that they've ever done it that that also well, made it weird and also it was said by Penny and it's so funny I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I had a note in here that said god period Fuck Penny. <laughs> and oh, I such a little troller. I really yeah. that's the only way to describe her. She's the worst. Um, but I when I looked at when we like right before we started, when I was like glancing over my notes, I was like, Who's Penny? I was like, I must have wrote the wrong person's name down and I deleted it because I 
100% forgot that she existed. So I'm glad you brought that up because that is that was one of my notes that I dislike her. But yeah, whenever she says anything, I think that was the fault. If like someone else had said that line, I feel like maybe it would have been different. But it was also the only tie-in to that movie at all. Like there's no connection to from this episode to that. Um, yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. So it's... I don't know. It, it was it was weird. Yeah. And just on she is. She's a little freaking turd. That's the only way I can describe her. And she's so flip floppy. Like she was a serpent and now she's with the ghoulies. Like I she's gonna just jump to whoever's the next gang to be revealed. Like I feel like she I don't know why these gangs offer her protection because she flip flops. Mm-hmm. And now she's, like, leading the ghoulies. Like, it's not even just that they're protecting her. She's the leader of the ghoulies. How did that happen? What is she offering them that they didn't already have? I don't know. It's quite silly. Me either. But she needs to die soon. <laughs> Let's make that happen. Her and Hiram. That was very extreme. <laughs> really? Did I go dark too quick? You went pretty dark pretty quick. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> when I was watching... Desperate Housewives. I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I did a big rewatch. I've watched them all, bawled my eyes out the last episode, didn't realize how attached I got to it. It was really sad. I was at work in my green room and my counterpart came in and I was crying and she's like, are you all right? And I'm like, oh my God, I just watched the last episode of Desperate Housewives and I can't believe I'm crying. She's like, oh, that's okay. And I'm like, no, this like, this girl's giving birth and this woman just died and I'm crying. It was, it was, I got very attached. Yeah. I, I loved Desperate Housewives a lot. Yeah. I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, oh my God. And I was about to say, oh God, where did I, where was I going with this? Right. The fact that with Desperate Housewives, the one thing that I could rely on was that anytime I didn't like a character or a character was causing too much tension for other characters, I knew it was only a matter of time before they were killed. That's so true. Isn't it though? Like, you know, you think about towards the end of the season when that cop that Brie was dating for a hot second, she broke up with him and then he went freaking nuts and was like, I'm going to pin this murder on you and I'm going to traumatize you and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden he's dead. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's what I could rely on. That was the formula for Desperate Housewives, and I loved it. So I feel like Riverdale needs to step up their game and kill Penny and kill Hiram. Like, somebody's got to die, and it's got to be one of them. <laughs> I, I just don't see it happening. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. I'll reel it back in. Sorry about that. Now you know, where, now you know like, my mindset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get it, because as a fellow Desperate um, Housewife, I almost said a different thing um <laughs> desperate housewives watcher um i totally get it but but yeah it's a lot um my next note <laughs> is is joaquin literally didn't do shit for archie at any time ever so as always archie like jumping in for He's him so- and saving him is such a questionable choice Ugh. Archie, just sit down, shut up, do your time, no more speeches, no more, like, mateship and, like, kin- kinship and trying to, like, be friends with everyone. Just shut up and keep your head down. Yeah. 
Like I remember, um, so this is going to sound really like a big stretch, Mm. but this is very much the same mentality that I went into these things with. I was contracted um, about six years ago with Universal in Singapore. Uh, I was brought on to portray Mae West uh, of the, you know, the silver screen, um, a huge actress from way back when. And I remember I went in, it was my first contract. It was the first time a company had paid for me to relocate and everything. And I just wanted to go in and keep my head down and do my job. But it's very easy to get swept up with the drama. And whilst I was in Singapore, um, the people that I were working with, some of them are still my closest friends and were at my wedding and things like that. But a lot of the people there, uh, there was so much performer on performer nastiness. Mm. There was so much malicious behavior and people getting each other fired and stuff. And I remember just not ever wanting to be a part of that drama. And I did, I kept quite a low profile. And then one day uh, I was told about this rumor that was going around about me. And I was really upset by it because I was like, damn, I haven't done my job of just staying out of the gossip. Mm -hmm. Anyway, fast forward until now, obviously I'm working with Universal again in a different capacity in a different location. And it's been wonderful because I was, I've learned from my mistakes, which Archie never seems to do. And now, you know, it's a different situation. I'm much older as well. And I have different priorities and I'm also working at different places. So I am able to leave any drama that happens at work, at work, and then come home to my husband, come home to my friends who are removed from work. Whereas when I was in Singapore, I was living, eating, working, living with these people, you know, day in, day out. So you couldn't ever escape Mm -hmm. it. And I, I wish that Archie would have a similar realization that I had, that when I went in for the second time with Universal, I was like, right, I know now how to avoid all of this. This is how I'm going to handle Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Archie doesn't have that. He's constantly putting himself in these situations where you're like, stop talking, stop trying to rile people up. Just you're in this place because you agreed to take this deal. Keep your head down, do your time, stay out of trouble. And then hopefully you'll be out before you know it. Yeah, no, he doesn't. There's like no survival instinct within Archie. Like he has no fight. It's it's not even that he has like fight or flight. It's like he has the opposite. He's just like, he runs toward the trouble. He does. And I wish he wouldn't because, I mean, you can just show it's the upbringing. I mean, you can just tell it's the upbringing that Mary and Fred have like, you know, taught him to live by. He is selfless he will do anything for anyone we've seen that but it's at his own expense mm-hmm. you know totally ah, it's really frustrating and I just freaking wish he'd stop yeah I, I I'm curious when they're going to I'm, I'm curious if this is just going to be who Archie is through the whole run of this show until it ends like forever and ever or if at one point <laughs> he's someone's gonna shake it out of him I don't know just want to shake that boy but I mean no one is even like when Archie took the deal and everyone was like no don't do it 
you know, Mary hugs him. So does Fred and, you know, we're going to work on this, but. But no one actually did anything about it. Right. Like they need to be like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, no. If this show was set in Australia, (laughs) the cast words that would have been coming flying to Archie from his family and friends would have been ridiculous. He wouldn't have done it. (laughs) He wouldn't have even done it. He would have known that everybody, his family and friends, would have kicked his fucking ass because for being such a dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. We have very tough love in Australia. (laughs) We are. We're like, we're like, oh, God, it's. I'm going to have to like pay a visit home soon and like recharge my batteries because the longer I'm here, which I don't mind at all, but it becomes murky what it used to be like back in Australia. But thankfully I've always got my husband who's like, nah, in Australia, we just do this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh God, you're so, you're so Australian. It's great. <laughs> but yes, we would have kicked his ass if the show was based there. So there we are. Okay. Oh my goodness me. Uh, my next note is about the farm mm. and the principal, Weatherby, allowing Evelyn to set up a chapter of the farm at the school and calling it the farm. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> what principal on the face of God's green earth would allow that? Weatherby's not a very good principal. <laughs> but like, Really, though? Really? Maybe she didn't... Like, I doubt he knows what that means. Like, I doubt he knows what the farm is. And I doubt, like, he really get Like, she probably was just like, I want to start a club that where people can get together. And it's going to be called The Farm. He's like, whatever, that sounds fine. And he signs it. Which I bet is exactly how the conversation went. But, like, I'm trying... In the mindset of, like, the other kids... They're seeing this sign posted around school of some like different colored little stick figures with the words, the farm. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I saw that and I had no context, which I'm, I'm sure these, these kids have none whatsoever. I would be like, Oh, is that where you like learn how to do farming stuff? Like I'm going to go <laughs> yeah. milk a cow and shit. I don't know. It's dumb. It's stupid. And I hate it. I hate that they're calling it the farm. They could have called it something different, you know, because Alice and, and Polly always refer to the farm, the farm, the farm, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's its actual name. That's its location. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. But I mean, the thing about cults too, is that it's like, they don't always like call themselves like what they are. You know what I mean? Like the Manson family was called the family like that was what they called each other right so it, it kind of tracks that they would call themselves like oh this is the farm it's open and welcoming and like a place where you can escape to and talk about your feelings and everything you've ever done wrong in your whole life that's not weird no at all and, <laughs> uh no one's gonna say anything about that person that you murdered in the kitchen because no. we, we you know we've got such a tight kinship here I'd yeah, we're not going to work that against you ever. Straight away. If somebody was like, hey, yeah, so I killed this person in my kitchen and then we buried him in his car in this swamp, I'd be like, cool. I don't care if I'm part of this cult. I'm going to go tell the police about that. Yeah, it's pretty sketchball. And uh, to talk about, like, the kids in the school and stuff, I mean, we saw from um, when uh, Betty went to go talk to 
Evelyn that nobody was there. So she's obviously not doing too hot with the getting the kids on her marketing. Yeah, I feel like we'll see a change in that. I feel like the the farm thing can only go so many ways. And one of the ways, the one that I'm anticipating is like the whole storyline of the farm is that um, everybody gets sucked in and it's like uh, everybody's brainwashed. And I kind of see that happening. So I, I don't doubt that Evelyn finds a way, but we'll, we'll have to see what she does. It's interesting because, yeah, I don't really know the full story behind Evelyn Evelyn yet. It's That's no. interesting to watch it unfold, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Also because there were moments in this episode where she seemed quite earnest and, like, genuine. And I was like, oh, maybe she's not the worst. Maybe this isn't her fault. Mm, no, I still think she's the worst. <laughs> no, you know who – that? this is a great segue because you know who I think is the worst? I had started thinking it last episode, um, and I've never really liked this character, but I've not really talked about it. But I started really feeling it last episode, and then – I can't ignore it this episode at all. I hate Ethel. I hate Ethel. I hate her. <laughs> I think that girl is very confused about what she wants in life and where she's headed and who she is and all of those things. But she's taken that she's made some very bad decisions. Yeah. And I also. Y- I also hate the actress so much. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think she's very good at all. I don't mind her. I don't have anything um, negative to say about her performance or anything like that. Um, I just think I've lost a lot of sympathy sympathy for her, and that's fine because, you know, they've decided to take this character on this, you know, kind of alternate route. But I know initially when, you know, Veronica befriended her because – she's you know different to everybody else and then her parents were having financial troubles and Veronica kind of tried to make amends and then that all fell apart and then you know she was going against Veronica and then now she's in this weird game and she's trying to poison herself and she's delusional thinking that Ben was her boyfriend and he wasn't and now she's praying to this like weird goat god thing goblin thing you know it's I don't like the route that they've taken her on but I can't really fault her acting I think she's doing the best with what she's been given sure I see that I just I just uh, as being like a bigger actress I just want to see great parts and great actresses because there's so many of us so I'm just like when it's not it's just like all around disappointing and yeah Ethel was just all kinds of friggin' creepy and weird in this episode and I didn't enjoy her (laughs) uh the only thing that I can fault with Ethel in this episode and this is not on the actress this is on um costuming why the hell has she still got her headband in after mm. she wakes up at the hospital after trying to poison herself. Yeah, that was stupid. That was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. If Jughead is rushing her into the hospital 
and they're going to be ripping off her clothes and things like that to like pump her stomach and get her, you know, um, in those medical gowns and things like that. There is no way she would look like that with the bow on her head. Like that, that was dumb. That was dumb. And I hated it. And I was very upset with it. Yeah. I totally get that. What is, uh, what's your next note? I was totally freaking out while Jughead was in the um, in the little bunker thing with Ethel playing the game, and then she made him kiss him, and I was like, "That's you're, yeah, it was weird." Right. It's I I am at the point now. We're three episodes in. We don't really know what this game is. We know that there are you know potentially higher powers that work there and things like that. Um, it was weird. It's weird and I need some answers to give it some context because at the moment I'm just kind of confused. You know, all those books turning up at the end and now everybody's playing the game, but like why? What's the draw card? Like what's in it for them to play this game? And yeah, I'm I'm curious about that and I'm I want to see the parents' involvement as well. And I know um that we're getting an episode soon that shows the current actors uh, portraying their parents. You know, uh, we're getting that like flashback episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was in like, I think the preview after the very first episode, which I caught because it was the first time ever I was able to watch it on live TV. Cause the house I'm living in has cable. Finally. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> So I need that episode next. And it's interesting because after this episode, I don't know if you realize we don't actually have an episode now until the 7th of November. We have a week Aww. off and I think it's because of Halloween that they're not yeah. on Halloween. So uh, that makes sense. Yeah. We, we have a, a, a week off and I'm hoping when we come back on the 7th, um, I'm hoping that we get this flashback scene. I want to see what the parents' involvement is. I think that'll help give me some more context. And it won't give me answers, not by any means, but it'll give me context of of what we're dealing with. Where this came from. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know which episode that happens in, so I don't want to say anything. Is it not the next episode? Do you want to know? I wouldn't mind knowing when it is. I don't want to know anything about the episode. Yeah. Well, I don't really know anything about it other than that all the, like, it's just, yeah. Um, it's going to it's gonna be interesting. I'm curious. I have mixed feelings about it. But it is next episode. Um, it's going to be the next episode. And it looks like it's the whole episode, not just a scene. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yes. Yeah. Called it. Called it. Cool. Because that's what I would do if I was working in production on it. That would be my next, that would be my, my, uh, my thought process of okay people are getting frustrated now let's give them some context yeah we we really need the context to move forward and to make it because that's the thing you can only hold you can only withhold uh so much information for so long right. before it gets like oh fuck this i'm over it yeah kind of exactly feeling. and i mean i would never feel like that with riverdale but i'm at the point now where i'm like cool i'm playing along i need some context now so they have to mm-hmm. you know they that's how they bait you they, they give you just little bits to keep you watching. And I think Riverdale's very good at doing that. So I'm really excited to hear that it is the next episode. Um, yeah, my next note, and I'm good. laughing as I reread this, 
is uh, the girls breaking into the white worm. I love mm-hmm. their outfits. I love that each of them have gone like cat burglar. Yeah, but like the skimpiest cat burglar. Like, so skimpy. And I mean, I I wish I could run around in knee-high boots and be totally fine. I think <laughs> it, would, it would be great. I used to wear a lot of knee-high boots um, when I was younger. Uh, now, unfortunately, I'm older and I've had a knee replacement, so boots are not really my jam anymore. Mm. Um, but they looked great. But I was like, girls, there's no way you can run around quietly wearing those big ass boots. Yeah, no, there's not. And it's so funny. Now, this made me realize that I realized a similarity between this episode and then something I saw on Instagram. My best friend does this, um, like, sexy dancing class or whatever. And she'll post, like, pictures from it. And they had their Halloween thing yesterday. And they totally dressed like those girls, not meaning to. I think they were just like, we're going to wear black and be sexy. But, like. I did. I looked at it and went, this is familiar when I was like scrolling through Instagram and now I'm realizing, oh, that's why. <laughs> they totally looked like that. That's kind of cool. I kind of do yeah. that. Oh, goodness. Funny. My uh, next note is um, like skipping th- forward in that little storyline of, uh, so they go to the White Worm and they get the pictures and all that stuff and then she blackmails her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> Veronica's eye roll when her dad says, a bit of advice from one entrepreneur entrepreneur to another that I like that was iconic her eye roll there it was so perfectly like done I was like yes <laughs> very good my, and I felt it too my thing with their relationship mm-hmm. that why like why is she still living with him well who's her father yeah but she's been very clear like he means nothing to her anymore. You know, when she was like, I, I feel like this episode very much showed that like that, that can, that she's kind of more talk than she is action. Um, I think she's, she obviously still really, even though knowing all the horrible things she's done, they kind of had this like warm ish banter. Like they were having a little bit of fun. Like they're obviously both keeping an eye on one another. Very yeah very obviously but they also both seem to like enjoy this kind of like comp like competitive thing that they're doing right so I think that's part of it too I think she loves him too much right now to 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 leave and also her mom is there um and she knows her how her mom feels about that situation so I'm sure she wants to stay for her mom and it's just always more complicated than just moving out she's not of age she would need to uh, get emancipated if she wanted to really be on her own, which I could see her doing at some point if she really wanted to, but we'll see. I just wish she wasn't even entertaining Hiram at all. I mean, he's the one that's put Archie behind bars. This is all his fault, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't even talk to my father if he did that. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah. this is Riverdale, and everybody does things differently. Yeah, TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one thing I just want to comment on uh, Betty's face acting again because we talked about how great Lily is at that. Mm-hmm. When Ethel's all like, "Sorry, Betty, you're not worthy, and you never will be," and Betty just pulls that face of, "Okay, um, okay, Ethel." Like, <laughs> yeah. She kind of smiles, but then tries to look sad, but it just doesn't work, and it was just so great. And then Jughead looks at her, and she's like, mm, 
Okay. <laughs> that whole scene was very fun. And I liked Jughead too being like, I want to be worthy. Like, <laughs> I, I liked. Please help me, Princess e- um, e- Eveline or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, Nerf. you haven't earned the right to call me that. I'm like, calm yourself down, bitch. Yeah. <gasps> what makes her so special? Jeez Louise. I know. Uh, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say another. I did two quotes in a row. Um, and my second quote is, I think it's from Alice. Yeah, it's from Alice. When Betty lies to Everly, uh, Everlene, is that her name? Everlyn? Evelyn, Evelyn. Evelyn. Um, now names are the Ethel and then the Evelyn and Evelyn. I'm all confused. Oh God, a lot. Uh, um, when Betty goes to the like, says she wants to like join the farm or like look into the farm or whatever, and then they surprise her with a farm meeting at the house, and then it all like just kind of devolves into chaos. And Alice says to Betty, "I trust them more than I trust you." Right. Ugh. What the actual fuck? Like, what? <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean, Betty is her own flesh and blood. And oh, oh God. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. And also, what has Betty ever done to not be trustworthy? Nothing. Nothing. There's no reason not to trust Betty. That doesn't make sense. To say, like, I... I'm more comfortable talking to them than I am to you, Betty. That's different. Saying I trust them. It's just like, ugh. it was just like, and the delivery of it, it got me right in the heart. I was like, ooh, Alice, ow. That's right. not nice. <laughs> Alice knows not what she she does or says. I don't know. No, I don't think so either. Oh, God. What? That's also why the like I maybe would have been more excited about the FP Alice situation because I like them together. Mm-hmm. I was interested. We've talked before about like how we're interested to see what happens with them, but it happening this episode with what's happened this season so far, I'm not excited because this isn't Alice. This isn't the real Alice. I don't trust this Alice that's going on right now. Right, exactly, and that that's the same with me. I feel like she doesn't deserve to be happy. She hates <laughs> redeem herself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just feels so ingenuous. I know. It, yeah, yeah, I completely agree. One thing I wanted to talk about briefly was um, the return of Mad Dog's possessions to Archie. Mm. I I didn't believe that because when he opens up the book and he finds that pickaxe in there, you're telling me that with how – much the warden is on top of everything you're telling me that when mad dog was removed from the situation and all these belongings were taken no one went through that shit before they gave it to archie yeah that's a good point i didn't think about that i just didn't find it believable i was kind of yeah i was put off by it yeah no i can totally see that yeah did you have Um any um did you have any uh, other notes um so i have two notes because i don't want to end it on <laughs> on a downer which this will do if i end it on this okay um so then there'll be another note afterwards which will lighten the mood um i just i need to talk about how much i hated josie's cover of anything goes i just i just I fucking hated it. it no <laughs> 
I hated it so much. I hated it so thoroughly. And I like, I had seen a clip of it before. Um, I had like just seen a quick clip of it at some point of her singing it. And I was like, oh God, I hope that's not, oh, I hope that gets better. And then when I watched it in the episode, I was like, oh no, it didn't get better. It's still awful. Oh, I really liked it. I thought it was like a, a nice, cool, like sexy version of it. Yeah, I mm, no. Just just knowing the original and it just feel like uh, of all the song choices it didn't work and then also for her to all of a sudden be doing musical theater school like what what? I don't get it. She's now a, a fan of musicals. I don't understand. Okay, that's fair, I guess. It just seemed weird. Like, it would have been one thing. I think it would have been totally cool if Kevin did a sexy version of Anything Goes. That that would have made sense. Cool. I would be totally, totally on board for that. It just doesn't make sense with, with Josie of what we've known of her so far. I get that she said earlier in the episode that she's trying to find her new solo sound or whatever. Right. But so far we know of her musically going a certain way. I don't think she would go this far off. Right. Okay. Yeah, I just hated it. (laughs) But like I said, we don't have to end it on that downer because I have another note. (laughs) Actually, before you before you move on, I did have something to say about that particular scene. Yeah. I feel like they tried to give Kevin another cool one liner. You know how he Mm -hmm. commented on her outfit. Mm Hmm. Yeah, it fell flat. It did fall flat, and I felt really bad for Kevin. Yeah. It also, because her dress wasn't, it's not even necessarily his fault. His, her dress wasn't oh, that good. I didn't like it at all. I was like, meh. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. That makes What's sense. your happy note? Because I don't have any notes left. <laughs> My, well, <laughs> so this, <laughs> these are the notes as they go after um, hating Josie's cover. Poor Archie, sad face. Oh shit. Archie with the Jean B- G book. Um, God damn it, FP. <laughs> and then also Betty and Jughead look adorable in their speakeasy garb. They look so cute. I love Betty's dress and I love Jughead's like little suspenders and stuff. I love it so much. And then my last note is, what the fuck? <laughs> oh. oh my God. That's my thought process at the end of this episode. <laughs> you're, a, you're a complex kind of gal. Mm-hmm. That's very true. I do love it. I think mine went something like that too. <laughs> um, I, I would have to pull it sort of from recollection, but my definitely my first thought when I saw Alice and FP in bed together, because I hadn't seen it when it aired, I was like, oh my God. And then the rest, I was like, shut up. You're an idiot. Archie, I hate you. Yay. Something's happy. Not nah, hate everybody again. Okay, cool. Can't wait for next week. Like that was something. Like, <laughs> my, like mine, mine was a little bit angry, I think. I have a lot of frustration with so many of the characters and I'm just like, no, that's wrong. Don't do it that way. I hate you. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. Oh gosh. But your thought process was far funnier. (laughs) Thank you. Mine did. Oh, one thing I really, before we wrap it up, one thing I really want to quickly talk about. Have you been watching Sabrina? Yes. I finished it actually. Okay. I hate it. You hate it. I hate it. I'm three episodes in and I am forcing myself to watch it because I know it's associated with Riverdale. I mean, it's so, it's just in the same world, but like barely. 
they don't even like really reference they've referenced Riverdale twice I think yeah. that I caught yeah. um uh, interesting you hate it hate it I think the acting is terrible I think the storyline is terrible I I am yet to find a redeeming quality I really don't like it I think the writing is terrible interesting you don't like Ambrose no nah. no he he is the like biggest redeeming quality of the show like he's just he's so good here and he's annoying and I know he's on house arrest or whatever but not. Oh, I love Ambrose. I think he's fun. Yeah, boring, boring, boring. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. But uh, that being said, I'm going to keep trying to push forward with it. But oh, I didn't like it. The only thing I was excited about was the fact that um, they referenced Riverdale. <laughs> and like they barely do that. Um, I did hear that there is a crossover character. There's an actor who plays like a background student at Riverdale and then he is, it's not a spoiler, um, he's a pizza boy um, later on. So if that, if that, um, you know, piques your fancy at all, I just like a quick overview of how I felt about Sabrina without any spoilers or anything. Um, I overall enjoyed it. I'm glad that they went to Netflix so that they could go as dark as they went because I really like I love the um, I love the praise Satan like and stuff like that I think that's so funny and they like when they talk about like their church versus like the Christian church I think it's quite funny um and yeah I'm glad they were able to go so dark I have weird mixed feelings about the girl who plays Sabrina I think she looks great I think she has good moments but like overall it there's just the way she says the lines a lot of the times feels very ingenuine and a little rehearsed. I, um, I don't like her style at all. Yeah, it's it doesn't seem to fit. I, everyone seems to be in different worlds of this show. Like that, I think that is one of the bigger things too. I think Ambrose is so funny and I think he is pretty perfect. And I feel like if everyone was in the same world as Ambrose, we would be good. Or in Ambrose and Aunt Hilda. I think Aunt Hilda is fantastic. I think she's a really wonderful actress, and I think she does a really, really good job. Um, you might not have seen too much of her, it, because I don't think she has too much in the first three episodes. But later on, you see more of her, and I, and I really thoroughly enjoy her. Um, okay, well, just so as you know, I'm three episodes in, and I hate it. I know. Um, I'm just saying, these are the things that I like. <laughs> um, but... But yeah, it's not perfect by any means. Um, and I, I hate the blurry thing that they do when like things get like magical. They'd like do yeah. this word, word blurring. But I also feel, like I said, it feels like all of the actors are coming from different worlds. They don't all have a similar like feel to them. And like they don't feel, they don't always feel connected. It's weird. Um, but there were definitely parts of it that I enjoyed. I mean, I watched the whole thing. So. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to keep going with it, and I'll, I'll see. But, yeah, at the moment, no deal. But getting back to Riverdale. <laughs> I was going to say, they can't all be Riverdales, I guess. I know, I know. Um, what do you rate this episode? Oh, my gosh, I didn't even do that. Um, I only thought of it as an afterthought because – I'm not sure about this episode. I think yeah. I would, it would sit around the 
the C plus, B minus, and that's through no fault of its own. Just it was one of those, um, it was one of those filler episodes again. Yeah, I would also say that this is a C plus episode. Yeah. 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 But it's just it's gonna get better than this one. <laughs> that's the thing, I mean, and that's not any fault of this episode. This is just purely filling in, giving us more uh, context around what's to come. I'm very excited for the next episode. I really am interested to see how the parents all link together. So yeah, wait a minute. Then who's going to play Hell? Uh, <laughs> do you want me to tell you? Oh my god! Hang on, wait. All right, so we've got Veronica is Hermione, then we've got mm-hmm. Jughead and Betty, who are Alice and FP. Yeah, which is gross. It's all gross. It is gross. <laughs> gross. Anyway, don't worry. Then we've got um, Archie, who's obviously going to play Fred. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hal! I don't even think we saw Hal. Well, the thing is, we kind of need him because without him, the love triangle doesn't work. I don't think, I don't even think, if they, if they have cast him, they, they have not shown him any of the, in any of the preview clips because maybe we're not getting it. Yeah. I know that the only person who I think was cout, words are hard, who I think was cast outside of the show is, um, the kid who's playing Hiram because he's Kelly Ripa you know who Kelly Ripa is yeah I didn't know the two of them were married that that blew my mind when I saw a photo of them I was like oh yeah Kelly Ripa's husband's his son is gonna be Hiram's oh that's cool yeah that's really really cool I like that yeah um but otherwise I I'm curious to see I think I'm assuming Cheryl's playing her mom but I don't know. Yes. I'm curious. Yeah, Penelope, I'm guessing. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I'm very curious to see how that goes because that could go poorly. (laughs) Like having all of these guys play their parents. I don't know. But like I said, they all, like the casting is so good. And we've all, like, there have been parallels online between how Lily Reinhart looks so much like, um, person the woman who plays Alice when she was younger and oh imagine something yes Amic or Amic, I, I don't know she's got a very unusual name because I would yeah her name is like Madison but it's not it's like Madison or something because it's spelled yeah differently yeah yeah oh well yeah. I'm excited I can't wait yeah. to see it um and like I said I'm hoping it'll give me that context that I've been so desperately looking for yeah I agree well, on that note, um, everybody enjoy your week off from Betty Squared, and we'll be back after the seventh with with more Betty Squared. Woo-hoo. Bye. Bye.